All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. We're just sitting here waffling along, having our little green screen chat, and I look at the clock, and it's like six, five, four. So um, thank you to everyone who's joining us here live today. CMAC, uh, Ronnie Parker, uh, Opal Archive, Austin Newland, Bill Phelps, good to see you guys. A lot of the, the usual suspects, so we do appreciate your continued support on these live shows. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be doing... The first round three death match. Uh, so we've got Ken, 69th Blizzard, Lonnie St. Louis Kiss, and Marcus Almighty Mark. Mark and Ken, of course, got together earlier this week for a look at rock and roll podcast episode. What was it about, Mark? Uh, about my new Project Gemini album. That's going to be, that's well, it's on pre order right now. It will be released digitally March 1st. And then when the CD's done, it'll come out, which will be not much. I say, I say April, the CD will probably be done, but. Uh, I'll also do a pre-order for vinyl in March sometime as well. Very cool. So uh, released today also was the next digital single from Ace Frehley's 10,000 Vaults. The album, of mm-hmm. course, is out tomorrow. Quite a few people will have gotten their releases already. You can, there's 18 flavors of colored vinyl to choose from <laughs> where you can wait for the picture disc um, on record store day, whenever that is. Um Mm-hmm. You can also get the lenticular. Lenticular is an image mm-hmm. that changes when you move it. Yeah, he actually did that. Um, explain what lenticular was. Yeah, that's what I got. Um, and it's arriving from Walmart uh, tomorrow or Saturday. So, yeah. Ace Frehley has a new fucking album coming out, which is really cool. It dropped a new video for Cherry Medicine, bringing back. Well, I think that had the wags in it because I know that was Jeremy's uh, wife in it, as well as Lara, um, who is Ace's fiance. Um, and I'm not too sure about Shadow. the other ladies. But has everyone been able to check out that video, Lonnie? Yeah, it looks it, it looks fun. It, it it's a catchy song, I'll admit. So um, I'm more and more excited about about getting my cd tomorrow i mean it, it was really kind of a breath of fresh air it's like this is really fun it, it's something that we that we've been looking for from from kiss for the last decade plus and and ace is doing it so good for him i mean it's just a pure rock and roll song and i like it i'm excited nice no i want to echo that sentiment because lonnie said it's it perfectly for me it's fun and it's fun, it's dumb, it's rock and roll. You don't have to think too hard about it. You just get to enjoy the riffs, the dancers. Um, and it's a colorful video. I think it's very well shot. And it, it's a little bit of a throwback. Ken, what did you think? Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, like you said, it's a, it's a fun video. And the, the song's not bad. You know, the chorus is a, you know, a little catchy chorus. Uh it kind of sticks in your mind, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good, you know, you know, poppy rock, rock and song. Mark, you're seeing it for the first. Well, you're actually not seeing it for the first time, right? You're holding it up, but have you seen it? Uh, I saw a little bit of it uh, earlier on, and you know, like I said, I, I was kind of surprised how how good this record actually is. I mean, you know, 
at, at a certain point in one's career, you expect it to be, you know, decent and stuff like that. But this is a lot better than decent. I, I think this is this is pretty good. I, I'm I'm surprised. I mean, I, was, I liked Ace's last album. I was pretty happy with that one too. So I think he's he's on a roll as far as studio recordings go. I think. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very happy about it. AB in the house, Cecil Music, Jeff Davidson, Neil Guido, Neil Blaster. Uh, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. So we're into round three at the death matches now. Um, and yeah, it's stupid, but we don't know which song's going to win out of this. And we're down to, I think, six, I think it's 61 songs are left in the cup or the cups. And now we're going black. It goes into pink. In this round, so Ooh, uh, it, it's gonna be cup. it's gonna get real. Well, <laughs> black is going into Vinny. <laughs> I'm not saying okay. anything else. Yeah, let's leave let's leave that one there. <laughs> yeah, jump straight into the first matchup, and it is gonna be making love appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is gonna take on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Black Diamond. Heavy hitters <laughs> out of the cup. Straight Someone's to go. Gonna be gone. Let's, welcome let's to round three. Mark. Let's start with Mark on that. Well, yeah, welcome to round three. Making one versus Black Diamond. Well, this is going to be, for once, it's going to be an, an easy one for me. Like I've said several times before on these fantastic death matches that we've had, that Black Diamond is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Kiss song. Ever, I mean, I, I love the way it starts. I love the way the middle part is. I love the ending of the song. Everything about it is fantastic. We even have Peter singing on it. I've been through this a thousand times, but for me, this is very simple. As much as I love making love, it has, I think it's a great song, and it's on my favorite Kiss album of all time, "Rock and Roll Over." Uh, I got to go with Black Diamond. Yeah, this is this is a tough one, Lonnie. What do you think? Um, it's. <laughs> It's it's sad because I I don't see making love surviving this round and, and moving on to the next, which is sad for making love. It's not it's not gonna move forward. It's it's a great song, um, and these these death matches, like I said, welcome to round three. These death matches, the competitions are gonna get um, a lot harder, and they're not gonna be so lopsided. We're not gonna be pulling the names out of the hat, and we're not gonna be laughing about well, this is even pointless yeah. going around the horn here. So, um, but unfortunately black diamond is so good that it, it gets my vote here as well. I should almost vote for making love just, just because it would go get a little love because I, I don't think it will get a vote. Unfortunately. Yeah. Ken, what about you in your fancy new jacket? Yeah. Yeah. It came, it was gifted to me. So um, I'm very happy about it. Um, it's kind of cooled down in this room, so it it works well. Keep me warm. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. Well, making love is a, a really good classic kiss song. Um, it, it doesn't stand a chance, for, you know, to, up to Black Diamond for me because Black Diamond is pretty much my I've said probably my favorite kiss song of all time. So um, yeah. It's, it's just it's just too bad, you know. Uh, that's what happens sometimes when you get these, uh, you know, classic songs. Someone's got to something's got to lose, and uh, so Black Diamond wins though for me. All right, yeah, no, Making Love has a great riff, great tempo, great energy, fantastic Paul Stanley vocal. 
first time I heard that song, I was bouncing off the wall singing that one and getting slapped by my mother for singing that, singing that one. Um, so, you know, it's a great song. But Black Diamond, Black Diamond is core freaking kiss. This is a t- contender to go all the way. Um, but you mm-hmm. guys have already unanimously, you know, put it through. Um, so Black Diamond goes into the pink. And making love goes and hangs out with English. Too easy, almost. <laughs> All right, it doesn't get any easier. Next one up is <laughs> going to be Killer. Who's it going to mm. play? Killer. So, killer versus another rock and roll over heavyweight. Take me, Lonnie. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Killer, take me. I'm going. Take me. Take me's. Uh, I, I like Killer. It's it's dark and it's and it's Gene and Gene's angry and Kent's probably gonna vote for it and it's it's a good song. But Take Me, I love Take Me and like we reference Take Me on the show quite a bit. That it's just it's it's what a Kiss song is supposed to be almost. We talked about that a little bit last week with like Come On and Love Me, but like Take Me is like what a Kiss song is supposed to sound like. It's supposed to be crash rock. It's supposed to be innuendos all over the place. It's supposed to have a great riff. It's supposed to have a great guitar solo. And Take Me has all of those things. So Killer is a great song, but but for me, it's, this is an easy pick, and it's Take Me. Okay. Your vote has been recorded. No, wait, hanging chat didn't count. Ken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Killer's a really good song, but yeah, I mean, Take Me is a great, great song from Rock and Roll Over. Um, just, just everything about it, the the riff and the vocals um, are are just fantastic stuff. I, you know, again, you know, Killers. It's a great song on Creatures, but it it doesn't match up to uh, take me, at least for me. And see, Lonnie, I didn't pick a Gene song. Wow. I don't always pick a dream. Why do you hate Gene? I don't hate you. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on here. Oh, there it is. I don't hate Gene. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, take me. Uh, great song. All right, Mark, you going to make it unanimous or are you going to go one for Team Gene? Well, I mean, Killer is a great song. And Creatures of the Night is one of those albums that I've spoke highly of all the time, just sonically wise. Such a great album. Uh, but you know, rock and roll over. That's 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 my album still. And you know, that take me is one of those staple songs that you always expect in that second position when you watch them live in those concert videos. You always expect that, and sure enough, it's always there. And it's such a great song. It's to the point, just like Lonnie said. It has everything that a Kiss song should have to it. And it's it's not very it's not very long. It's like under under three minutes. So fantastic to the point. And I'm going with uh, take me. So three for three. Cool. And that was my mailman delivering me basically oh, nice. the oh. final final proof to volume two of Aerosmith awesome. on tour. Very so nice. That'll be fun to check out. Yeah, Take Me is just like one of the quintessential Kiss songs. Uh, killer, though, I do love. I mean, again, a great riff, yeah. some great lyrics. Again, very Vinnie Vincent-ish, but you're just yeah. not going to go and vote against a rock and roll over track, I don't think. So, 
Take Me should have been played in concert a lot more. No, not a curry. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> Take Me very neglected, Very neglected, like 96. Ooh, Stephen Curry? Yeah, and oh. I mean, wouldn't anyone love if there was actually a fully mixed-in version for Alive 2? Because wasn't it one of the songs that was listed on the rear cover? Yeah. Um, on, on the rare version, that wasn't actually included. And then they did the Abomination version on uh, You Wanted the Best in 96. Mm. All right. Next up <laughs> is Yes, I know. Nobody's perfect, Ken. Yes. Ken. I'm not perfect either. Yeah. Versus the song that caused so much confusion Parasite. Oh. Parasite oh, yeah, or yeah. Nobody's Perfect. Mark, why don't you get us started? Confusion. Uh, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the the song that got lost in the shuffle, sort of. Um, you know, mm. I like both songs. I mean, yes, nobody's perfect is one of those songs I really like off of uh, Sonic Boom, and you know, you know, it it has its strong parts and very memorable parts to it. But Parasite is another one of those songs that I really loved ever since you know I was an early guitar player, and. If it's a song that I've played in my band, if I've covered it before, then it has an extra special place in my heart. And we've played Parasite numerous times in bands that I've been in. Uh, love playing that. Great riff. And I'm going to go with Parasite. Okay, Lonnie. I really like Yes, I Know. Um, it's really, really good. It's probably, it, it is my favorite song um, that this the last version of the band recorded. It's my favorite song off of, off of Sonic Boom and, and Monster. I think it's it's excellent. It's well done. It sounds what, I, in my opinion, it sounds like what I was hoping both of those albums would sound like. It's something in that vein. But I don't think it's fair to put it up against Parasite. Parasite's <laughs> so good and so different. Um, two songs, I mean, coming from opposite bookends of the band's career second to last album and, and second album um <laughs> it's it's not it's not fair though the, it, it's really good but it's not fair to put up against parasite parasites again a, a kiss classic song it's the, the riff on it's just is is so catchy and so great and just, it, parasite will have you singing it all all day long when you hear it in the morning so i'm i go parasite yeah and what about that alive three 93, 95 right. era hmm. lineup yeah. doing Parasite. Yeah. Ken? Yeah, I think Parasite, just for the Gene scream in it is enough for me. Um, it's so good. You know, nobody's perfect, that one. It's a good song. It's trying to, it's, you know, Gene trying to uh, create a Kiss classic, which they were trying to do on Sonic Boom, you know, throughout Sonic Boom. Um, and, and, you know, it, it pulled it off pretty much, but it doesn't stand up to the classic of Parasite. Parasite's just too good. Just too good of a song. You sure? <laughs> I'm positive. All right. Knocked off two Gene songs already. I know. That, yeah. I mean, but come on. Parasite versus a Sonic Boom recycle I, of an Asylum demo? I yeah, mean, I'd love I, I know. the... I love the Asylum demo back in the day. I'm like, I can't wait to hear a pristine version of this. I hope there is one. And instead, when it's done, you know, by the Sonic Boom lineup, it was like, meh. 
Mm. Heard that. It's an original. All right. So now we've got the other song from My Screw Up, I Want You. Yet another rock and roll over song is going up against. Oh, that's in it. That's the duplicate. That was the duplicate Parasite. Remember how Parasite had. Ah, you found the duplicate. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh-oh. Ladies' room versus I, I want you. Oh, Rock and roll God. over is not doing mm. well in this round. Uh, Ken, get us started. <laughs> Jeez, you really have to do that one. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I love Ladies' Room. Another kind of Gene, great deep cut song for Gene on Rock and Roll Over. But I want you is. Uh, you remember how offended we were when it was eliminated? Which one? I want you. Oh, because it, yeah. it got a second bite because it had to go up against Jungle to because oh. Parasite had gone against both of them. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, I want you uh, survive is going to survive another one, I think. Here, um, it's yeah, it's great classic opener from Russell Lumber. I can't say more. Um, just the whole vibe of that song is 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 great. Great Paul vocal on it too. So. Uh, yeah, um, unfortunately, ladies' room loses for me. So I want you. You want me? Want Not you. that kind of show. Oh, <laughs> no. oh, oh you're getting a little weird in here now. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, two songs off of my favorite record. Hmm, what what one to pick? Uh, but, you know, I Want You has one of those distinctions of when you first hear that album and you put that on in that introduction with that acoustic guitar, you first kind of scratch it and go, oh, what's, what's this? And then it kicks in and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're on that roller coaster ride that the song is. It's such a great song. Always loved it. It's, it's a great song. I mean, they played it numerous times. I mean, even in the, one, of my, one of my more favorite versions of it is when they started doing it. Later on, like the hot in the shade era and stuff like that, where they started dropping the disco ball and they would spin it while they yeah. did the introduction. That was such a great moment when they did stuff like that. Uh, I, I do like Ladies Room, but I find that the album version of that is a little not as powerful as the Alive 2 version of it. Like the guitar is like somebody turned off his distortion pedalers and it's a little down, 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 down. So it doesn't really hit me as well as the live version. So I'm going with I Want You. All right, Lonnie. Yeah, it's probably going to be unanimous. Again, it's a yeah. I hate to, I hate to see Ladies Room get eliminated because it's it's a good song on a good on a great album. But when you compare it to I Want You, which is so good, it's you know it. I don't know. It's it <laughs> it does it doesn't compare though. At the end of the day, even though Ladies Room is great, like I Want You is so much better. And Ken and Mark just said it, and I'm going to agree with them. Yeah, I'll make it unanimous because I Want You is a song that shows the Ezrin effect. What? What? (laughs) Ezrin effect? What Ezrin effect? (laughs) In terms of songwriting and creativity and creating a tapestry that has an introduction uh, a meat and potatoes and then dessert it's a song that runs a full gamut and really shows paul stanley hitting his stride um as a songwriter and deploying the tactical toolbox that bob ezrin provided him on the previous album just saying that to annoy mark i admit it <laughs> you did you annoyed him. 
That's great. <laughs> All right. Next up is that's only my second beer, by the way. Not for the innocent. Is Ooh, Team Gene? Is Gene going to get anything today? Sure, he will. And it's going up. Ah, he's gonna. He's guaranteed to win this one against Hate. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Not for the innocent versus hate. Yeah. Lonnie. Come on. Not for the innocent versus hate. Innocence I versus think... hate. Yeah. Dark or <laughs> really? light? Really? It's that difficult? It is. I think so, actually. I like hate. I'm going to go hate. Just because. I like hate. I came out. Maybe because of my timeline, I'm going to go hate. Came out. Like, Carnival of Souls came out. I was first year of college, I guess. You know, right fresh off of the reunion tour. You know, mm. those are good times. Fresh, first, fresh, first year of college. So I'm going hate. I like it. It's dark. They they advertise that Carnival of Souls picks up where Revenge left off, and hate kind of does. And after that, maybe not so much. But for that reason, I'm gonna go hate. It's dark. It's Angry Gene leading off an album. I like it. I'm going with hate. All right. I better go to Ken, make sure his vote counts on this round, since it is Team Gene. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, hate is really good. One of the better songs off for Carnival of Souls, but not for the Innocent. Uh, for me, just kills that. It's one of the better, best songs off of the Lick It Up album. Um yeah, not for an instant. I just love the whole vibe of that thing. It's not a you know fast rocker or anything like that, but it's just uh, the mood dark of it. Brooding. It, it yeah, it is dark and brooding, and I love Gene's vocal on that uh, better than the vocal on Hate. And Hate's a good vocal too. Um, so yeah, not for the innocent wins for me. All right, you know that makes Mark the heartbreaker. Mark. Mm. Well, see. So you- both of these songs, me and Daniel, when we did our little guitar riffs video, uh, I played both of these songs because I like both of these songs a lot. Uh, and I, I think that as much as I like Not For The Innocent, because you know it's, it's, it's a good song, I've always liked that version with Paul and Gene better than the one that's on Lick It Up. And, and I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go down Lonnie's route with this one, because I remember mm. when I first heard... Uh, this album, I thought hate was awesome. You guys are, you guys are crazy. I, I, I heard that song. I thought that was a great song. Like the very first open, I was like, "This is really good." No way. This is heavy. It's what exactly what I was expecting for it. But just like what Lonnie said, after we get past song one, it was like, "Oh shit, what's going on here now?" And it starts going kind of from there. Like Gene, hey, and Gene, I'll give all the credit to Gene in the world. That that song with what the album needed to start off with, but unfortunately they didn't have anything else as good for the rest of the record to sustain it. But that album is great. I'll always have good things to say about it. I love playing it on guitar and I'm going with hate. Hate is my vote for this one. I don't know the the guitar solo and not for the innocent alone should, should win. I mean, that is just a great (laughs) guitar solo by Vinny. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great comments for this matchup. Actually, I mean, I'm agreeing, you know, with the demo version, which is not what we're voting on, sadly. Sure. And, right. and just the sound of that opening guitar riff, uh, McMurphy. Great observation there. Um, I, again, 
Neil Guido, the demo version with Paul on the chorus is unstop- is unstoppable. Absolutely, yeah. what what a great combination! Hearing Paul do that gut singing attitude, um, you know, almost channeling his inner demon is really cool on that version. And the Lick It Up version itself is also extremely good. We've all said it's a song that we would love them to have done live. I think it's probably one of the songs on Gene's solo outing. If he added that to the set and Mm -hmm. came around my way, I'd be very happy. Hate, uh, again, I think, you know, I think Mark's right. It is probably a very strong opener. And the rest of the album was downhill. It is one of the better songs. Wouldn't have been my pick. I would have been with Ken, uh, but mine doesn't mm-hmm. count. Mm-hmm. Man, so. <laughs> oh, Gene got a Gene got a vote there. Ken, come on. <laughs> okay, the, here we the go. Wrong Gene song. <laughs> I stole your love. Oh. Ooh, creatures of the night. Oh, that's rough. Oh boy, this is uh, it, it, yeah. These are all rough now. Mm. This is like a goddamn salad. Lots of roughage. All right, Lonnie, Creatures of the Night, or I Stole Your Love. I'm going Creatures of the Night. I know I Stole Your Love is... Ken laughs at my pick. What the hell? (laughs) I'm going Creatures of the Night. (laughs) (laughs) This is a live three, and you're young. (laughs) For the same reason, I voted for eight. So, I mean, it, it, I guess for a lot of people, it is about timeline. And I'm going, I'm going creatures. It's, it's so good, man. They brought that back in 14 when they were playing Vegas. That was so freaking cool to hear them yeah. do that. I mean, that was just awesome. I was, after the second song, they played creatures. I looked at my wife like, we can go. I mean, that was unbelievable. It's just hearing the band play creatures of the night. That's all. It's one of my favorite songs. It's one of my one of the songs, like my brother and I was talking about all the time, that we had Destroyer Creatures of the Night when we were really young. So, I mean, those songs are just embedded in my brain. Um, and I Story of Love is absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure it's going to get a lot of love here from the other members of the of the dais here. But I am going Creatures of the Night. Yeah, a lot, lot of great comments already. That's what makes this so much fun. Um, I got to go to Ken. <laughs> Well, kind of like you know, Lonnie says that you know they they brought back Creatures of the Night when they when they brought back I Stole Your Love on the Hot in the Shade store, yeah. tour. My my buddy and I we looked at each other and we high fived like yeah, you know it was like I can't believe they're playing it. You know it had been so long since they uh, pulled that song out, so it was it was awesome. And I don't think I would have gotten excited. I was excited about Creatures of the Night, you know, coming back. Um, so I have to go with I Stole Your Love, which is one of the greatest lead-off songs on any Kiss album. There you go. Ken rules. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'll agree All right. with that. <laughs> All right, Mark. You're, you're, age-wise, you're in between Lonnie and Ken, so this will be interesting. Well, again, this is another one of these difficult situations, but, you know, I Stole Your Love is another fantastic song. Great riff at the beginning. I've always loved that song. Uh, I think I played that one, too, on the thing with Daniel there, too. I think I played I Stole Your Love. Uh, Love that song. But, again, it's another one of these things, too, where that kind of uh, Lonnie mentioned where that song, when when I heard it live, 
it, it was like unbelievable. It's like a hammer to the forehead, this song. And when when I first heard Creatures of the Night, the, the studio album, I mean, that that song completely sold me on it. Every, everything about that song was like, you know, perfect. The, the vocals, that little riff, that did it, did it, did it, I always love that little line that he does there in the verses. Uh, just fantastic parts in there. Great singing. And the production of it, again, is one of the big things on these songs that, that do it for me. When, it was, when a song sounds that great sonically, you're going to have my extra vote for it. So sorry, Ken, I'm going for Creatures of the Night on this one for sure. This is Mark. numero guys, uno for me. Mark and I in lockstep. You guys, <laughs> the young, younger generation. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If it makes you feel any better, I would have been voting I Stole Your Love. I mean, what a great riff. What great energy. What just a classic, classic song. And I, Creatures is not one of my favorite songs on that album. So. That's same here. Yeah. I great love that song. song. Great song. Great opener. It's a good, great right. song, but yeah. All right, Ken, gird your loins. Larger than life. Ooh. <laughs> Ken's love gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Lonnie, get us started. All right, no, you're on the last two. Uh, Mark, get us started. Love gun or larger than life? Again, two great songs. I mean, I, I love both of them immensely. Uh, one of my most favorite memories uh, in my early days of playing live is uh, we we needed to do a cover, like just like another song at the end of our set. And one of the, my other guitar player walked up and he goes, hey, why don't we just do Kiss? We, don't, we, we do that all the time in practice. Okay, so we played Love Gun at one of our shows. And it went over fantastic. Like, I mean, this was at a time when, you know, Kiss was around, but they were at that kind of quiet period in their career. So people were kind of like, "Hey, Kiss, all right, cool." So uh, they they were they were right into it. Uh, but you know, Lar- "Larger Than Life" is one of those again another one of these really great songs. Uh, real simple, big riff that Gene comes up with, and it, it, you know, it's a real good standout song. I even like the the alternate version of it that the, I heard the very first time on uh, Ken Mills's podcast. There, uh, I forget what it's called now. Uh, Whatever Ken Mills's podcaster, he had a little segment where he played demos and stuff like that, and that was a great version Podcast. that he played. Podcast, there you go. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so but I, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Love Gun. Love Gun is a song that sits very firmly in my in my heart, and uh, I always thought it's a standout song. It's a signature song. I mean, if they didn't play to me, I think there'd be just as much blasphemy and people throwing stuff around and complaining if they didn't play Love Gun as much as they didn't do Rock and Roll Night. Yeah, now someone pointed out mm-hmm. earlier and they said that I Stole Your Love was stolen from Burn. No, it was inspired. Just like yeah. the solo in Love Gun, where where did that come from? Blues Magoos. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. You know, that c- completely lifted. And uh, so, again, these guys have all taken stuff out of their, their musical, you know, history and incorporated it in different ways and that's a great thing about rock and roll that you can can see where a lot of it comes from and sometimes you know it's been borrowed second hand um lonnie love gun or larger than life mm. sorry gene we're gonna go with love gun on this too because love guns like mark said mark love gun's so freaking good it's such a standard it's such a classic such a great riff such in your face like 
I, I, they, they play it all. They play it every freaking tour, but it, they have to because it is so freaking good. It's one of their, it's one of their best songs. Period. I, and I love it when they do it live. I love the fireworks when they do it live. They incorporate it into the, yeah. with the riff. Um, it's it's a signature. It's a signature Kiss track. Um, Larger life's good. You know, it's a good song. But Love Gun's so it, Love Gun's classic, pure Kiss. Yeah, have to go with Love Gun. All right, Kev. I know this hurts. I think no. I think if Larger Than Life was on on the album Love Gun, it would be considered just as classic or great as Love Gun itself. I really believe that. Um, that's how much I like Larger Than Life. I think Love Gun's been rammed down our throats. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of because, show. Because it's, oh, because it's Paul's. Man, what's going on here? Because it's oh. Paul's favorite song. God. Paul likes his love gun. 18 over show yes. today. Yes. He likes his love gun, and, and he's he's just, you know, he's, I, I think it is his favorite song. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but I think it yeah, is. Yeah, that's really nice. Now play um, love gun. Now play love gun, right. So, but I'm going to go larger than life because I love that song. I just think it's great. Fantastic. The whole, everything about it, guitar, the drums, Gene's vocals, the mood, it's everything is great about that song. I can still remember the first So I have to go with it. Love Gun. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. You should remember the, what? The, the new fan in me hearing Love Gun for the first time, it was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Just the machine gun drums, the attitude again. You know, it was just something I couldn't couldn't fathom. All right, next up. Kissing time. How the fuck did this get this far? Wow. Um, versus forever. Interesting. Kissing time. Hmm. Forever. Uh, Ken. Kissing time. Yeah. Mm. Le- lead us off into this <clears throat> non-gene round. Kissing time made it to round three. Wow. Would it yeah. go up against Boomerang or something? Yeah. They <laughs> I must think so. <laughs> Kissing time is not horrible, um, but... Forever is a, a really good later hit song from from, from Kiss, uh, and I like the the way it was produced. <laughs> Probably maybe one of the few songs that were halfway produced correctly on um, Hot in the Shade, um, and it's yeah, it became a hit. And I always like it, you know, to hear it when when it when it plays. So I remember in concert too, they played it a couple of times. So. Yeah, I'll have to go with that. Kissing Time's okay. It's a good try at a remake. Um, it's not horrible, but that's why I guess it made it this far. So forever for me. All right. So in round one, Kissing Time went up against I Finally Found My Way. No, there you go. <laughs> oh, there we go. Well, there, there you have it. Right there. Uh, what was your vote, Ken? Uh, what is it? Forever, of course. Okay. <laughs> Mark. Yeah, um, this one this one isn't going to be too difficult. I mean, you know, as as much as there's some, you know, sort of appeal here and there for Kissing Time, it has all everybody singing together and stuff like that. I mean, just just alone for this video, okay. Uh, I've always loved this song. Uh, Bruce Kulick's guitar solo in this, the acoustic solo, is fantastic in this song. Mm-hmm. And again, just seeing Eric drumming his heart out on this video, 
and some of the backing vocals here and stuff like that. It, it's I've always had a soft spot for this. Uh, I think the biggest surprise that I ever had with this song was the fact that Michael Bolton was involved in this. I was like, really, Mike? That same Michael Bolton? And then, of course, when you do research later on, you're like, okay, well, he did a bunch of rock and roll stuff before he became, yeah, yeah, before he became the Michael Bolton that made him so popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, now, then now it all makes sense. But you know, forever is a is a classic in my opinion. Uh, It is the song that actually allowed them to go out on tour for this album. So we got to give it props just for that. Okay. Forever. I would just like to say at this point that Kissing Time in round two went up against Talk to Me. <laughs> it beat Talk to Me because of I was Ken. Probably the Daniel. decider on that one. Ah, Daniel, Daniel and I. <laughs> yes. I need Daniel here. He would have helped me today. So there we go. Lonnie. Um, yeah. I. I can't vote for Kissing Time over Forever. <laughs> I can't. just can't do it. I can't do it. For, Forever's really good, you know? I mean, it's it's a well-constructed song. Um, was a big hit for him. Surprised they didn't do it on MTV Unplugged because I thought it would, you know, would have worked well on that too. And it's a big yeah. hit on MTV. It would have been nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it trumps Kissing Time every day of the week. Yeah. What a fucked up path. All right, here we go. We're talking about MTV Unplugged. Coming home. Mm-hmm. Versus. Oh, Exciter. Mm. Versus Coming Home. Mm. Interesting. Mark, get us started. Uh, you know, Coming Home was a song that uh, truthfully and I, and I'll be surprised if anybody argues with me about this but nobody gave a rat's ass about coming home until MTV unplugged came on okay when that concert came on and they opened with that people all of a sudden were like oh I remember this song now yeah I didn't realize it was that good because the version that's on hotter than hell is pretty bad I mean it's not a horrible song but just the way they recorded it is just it didn't do it any justice. The unplugged version of it, again, showed the shining diamond that it was. Okay, But we're not talking about MTV Unplugged. We're talking about this, the studio albums. And you can't use that as an excuse to vote for this because Exciter is a great opening track. Fantastic guitar playing. I've always loved this song. Uh, again, Kiss has, Kiss has done so many great opening tracks on their records. I mean, it's hard to keep track of how many great ones they've had. But this one is definitely uh, going to come out on top, I th- I think. And it's going to get my vote. Exciter for sure. All right. Um, Lonnie. Yeah, we, we have to remember that we are talking the studio album, like Mark said. And when I go listen to Coming Home, I listen to the MTV version of it. 10 out of 10 times not the not the version that's on hotter than hell i mean i I, i'm with mark that when they did mtv unplugged and they opened with coming home was kind of like oh i i skipped that song when i'm listening to hotter than hell a lot of the time (laughs) and and it i mean at the time in 95 yeah i I probably did skip that song a lot and i was listening to hotter than hell like i don't care about that that's not a, a hit i don't care um it's a, it's it's good it's it's very very good on on MTV Unplugged, but Exciter is an extremely great song, um, 
just in your face picks off that album in the best way possible. I mean, Exciter is a is an easy pick for me. Yeah, uh, again, MTV Unplugged just proved that it was a good song hiding under sludgy, mm-hmm. mediocre production. Uh, so, uh, again, that's not the version that we're voting for. And Exciter, again, first time I heard that opening track, absolutely outstanding. To this day, it's one of my favorite Kiss album opening tracks from becoming a fan. Ken? Yeah, Exciter is total heavy metal. I mean, it's it really is. Um, and wasn't it? Is it Robin Ford who plays Rick Derringer? Or Rick Derringer. Derringer. I got those guys mixed up sometimes. But Rick Derringer, man, just a great guitar solo on that. Um, great song, "Coming Home." Yeah, it it was kind of a song that I never cared for too much on "Hotter Than Hell." Um, it's a lot better unplugged, obviously. Uh, it works better, but even if it's un- unplugged version, Exciter wins for me, you know, hands down. Great song. Yeah, it's surprising how many, you know, really good cuts we're going through here, and it's all kind of unanimous across the board. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good matchup. Fits like a glove. Oh, Daniel should be here. Oh, Daniel. Hard yeah. times. Hard time. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, Lonnie. Nasty. Mm. Mm. It's a big glove. Fits like a glove's good. I like it. It's, you know, it's kind of a raunchy type kiss that um, we probably hadn't gotten in a while by the time Look It Up came around. We hadn't gotten some some innuendo type, type of kiss songs. Um, but. Um, damn it! I think that uh, that hard times is better. I think hard times is better. I like I like Ace, and Ace sounds really really good on hard times. His vocals are really good. Um, just Ace is kind of like really hitting his stride on Dynasty, and just cranking out some some good songs from on you know from all all the tracks that he was rewarded on Dynasty. It shows that that he was that he was hitting his stride. So hard time. It fits like a glove's fun, like I said, but, but I think hard times is as much as fits like a glove is fun. I think hard times is the better song. Our audience is pretty split down the middle. They are. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ken, what about you? Yeah, it's kind of difficult. I mean, if it's like a glove was great the first times of hearing it. And, and then when they played it in concert, it was fun, you know, great rocker in concert. Um, but when I, when I, uh, when I was made for love and you came out, there was a 45 they had, and I went and picked that up and uh, the B side was hard times. And I ended up, I ended up playing a hard times twice as much as I was, I played, I was made for loving you. And I, I, I loved hard times. Yeah. I loved hard times. I thought it was great. Great. That, you know, drums kicks in and then the, the riff, you know, dun, 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 and so on. So, um, yeah, really cool Ace song. Different, different type of Ace song, but it was really, really, really good. And so I, I got to go with Hard Times. Wow, we're, we're, we're turning. Go Ace. Yeah, <laughs> Team Gene is turning blue. Oh, <laughs> oh no. 
Yeah, I'm I mean, holding my breath. Fits like a glove is one of those uh, '80s sort of staple songs. You know, I, I think that when they played throughout the '80s, that whole time, I don't think that song was ever not played live. And you know, th- th- that song always had that kind of, uh, you know, sex sex thing for it. You know that that was very popular in the whole '80s sort of era there. But you know, the, the one thing that always bothered me about that song was when, whenever they played it live, is that Ace would uh, Ace Gene would never do that whole you know when I go through her, he would never complete that line. It always bothered me. I was just I just found it so annoying that he would just stop after that and just walk there strutting around like finish the damn line. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> but I uh, I really love Hard Times. The Dynasty is an album that. You know, I, like I said before, is one of those records when I put it on, it reminds me of New York City. I've always loved that record, Top to Bottom, and Hard Times is one of the important songs on that album, mainly because it shows how much Ace had developed by that time and how important a writer he is. So Hard Times it is. Wow. I'm Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's having a stroke now. And don't watch this part. It's, I I, th- I think like this. the State of the Union, we're going to get Daniel's response to this episode. Oh yeah, you wait. Standalone episode. Yeah, um, I know. All right, next up, All for the Glory hmm. versus Turn on the Night. Ken, oh, okay. Straight back to you. All right. Uh, yeah, All for Glory is a cool song uh, with Eric getting to sing. You know, one of those songs. Um, but. Yeah, Turn on the Night is is a really great song that should have been first single and it should have been a hit, in my opinion. I mean, it's that good of a song. So, Turn on the Night wins for me. Easy. All right, Lonnie. Um, yeah, I, All for the Glory is fun, again, but it's nice, it's, it was cool that, you know, the way they did those albums that all four members got a chance to take the lead, but um, Turn on the Night's probably the best song on Crazy Nights, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, I, it, it really is. Yeah. It, it should have gotten more love from the band. It should have gotten a stronger push for a single um, or as a single, and it didn't. And it's, and it's just kind of thrown away at the end of the day. Um, but it's really kind of this this gem on Crazy Nights that, that gets overlooked. So um, it's it's actually an easy pick, like Ken said. Turn on the night. Um, Mark. Well, I think you know what, you're gonna, what I'm going to vote you know, on. I guess, say, yeah. yeah, I've said this a thousand times. This song has an important part for my memory as far as <clears throat> you know, going to California and hearing it on radio there. So, yeah, it's going to be Turn on the Night. Sorry. Get off my phone. Looking, <laughs> looking at this. Looking Multitasking. Yeah. Doing a show, getting in the way of my life. God, Mr. Gill, focus, focus, focus. Uh, do four more matchups here for this episode. Oh, here's a big boy, King of the Mountain. I don't think I've ever heard How anything. Neg- ne- nothing's ever been said negative about that song on this podcast. Oh, this is like we can like we can eight. change that today. Yeah, not not with this round. Mad dog. <laughs> mad, mad, mad dog. dog. <laughs> How did that mad get in dog there? Make it the round three. Is that from the Love Gun uh, Deluxe? 
No. Or um, what was from, it from? From the box set track, some of the extra oh, stuff the box that we set. did. Yeah, so I don't know how it got through. I'm not going to open up the spreadsheet again to figure it out. Wow. So. Well, um, yeah. Mark, get us started. <laughs> <laughs> this will be wow. quick. Yeah, I, I'll spare you any long-winded speeches. Uh, if you don't pick this over, you know, Mad Dog, then you're insane. Just the intro to this song alone is worth voting for it. King of the Mountain. All right, uh, Lonnie. Yeah, I guess Mad Dog went up against some weak competition too to make it the round three. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because it's it's one of these head scratchers that we've we've really kind of named off some classic Kiss songs today, and then we have a couple head scratchers in there. But uh, Mad Dog is definitely one of those head scratchers, so um, yeah. an easy pick, King of the Mountain. All right, uh, Ken, you can now vote for Gene Simmons if you wish. <laughs> Yeah, I won't. I won't vote for Gene. Unfortunately, I mean it's really an unfinished song. You know, kept he kept working on it and that sort of thing. I, it's okay. It's it's nice to hear it every now and then to see you know the progress of what he was trying to go for. Um, but it's not it's not a finished song like King of the Mountain, which is a a good lead off song on Asylum. All right, Mad Dog, into the garbage can you go. All right, next one is Shout It Out Loud. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Against. Oh, getting classic. Oh, shit. Come on, on lo- come on, on love me. Oh. Versus Shout It Out Loud. Well, I know what I'm going to pick. I'm going, you guys know, I'm going, come on and love me on this one. Shout it out. That's great. It is great. And it's probably going to get some, you know, it might be close to see how this goes. Shout it out loud. great. I love Gene and Paul trading vocals on it. It's a kiss classic about partying and, you know, standing up for yourself, this and that. But come on and love me. It's just the best kiss song there is, in my opinion. So um, I, I have to think, come on and love me. It's, it's so so great and it's it's better song so i i hope it moves on but this is not an easy one mm-hmm. ken yeah coming on love me is a good song it's almost like a solo song in a way for paul um you know and they, they didn't play it in concerts hardly uh over the years obviously just just back when it came out and Shout Out Loud is just a great anthem, uh, trade-off anthem, and they played it most of their career live, and I, I've always loved that song. I just always loved Shout Out Loud, so I got to go with Shout Out Loud. I like it more. I really do. <laughs> oh, Mark, you have the power. <clears throat> oh, I have the power. And you know what's going to happen now, because yeah, which one was produced by Bob Ezrin? <laughs> so oh. let's see. Sorry, so we got to take that in. It was that's a well-produced song. So let, let, let's just look at that. it this way. Come, come on and love me is, is is a great song. I've always loved that song as well. Uh, another one of those songs that I played with various bands that I was in before, and you know, shout it out loud. 
I I don't I don't. It's one of those songs off that album that I don't hate as much as some of the other songs on there. Uh, you know, the, the vocals on it are are pretty good. You know, I, the the harmonized chorus is pretty cool. Stuff like that. But I mean, you know, at the, at the end of the day, what would I rather listen to? And I'm being completely honest. Is I I'll take Come On and Love Me every day of the week over Shout It Out Loud. Just mainly because I think it's a better song, and I think that you know Bob Ezrin touched it. I'm sorry, to me that blasphemizes it right away, and it just you know imagine how good that song could have been if a real good producer would have did that record. Mark's so gonna come on and love Rack City out of spite here eventually too, and we get to one of those rounds. <laughs> yeah, you better say the same thing about Detroit Rock City <laughs> right? when it goes up against a Gene song. When it goes up against, you know, God Love or Sailor or something, right? It's going to go against Plaster Caster or something. Calling Dr. Love. No, no. <laughs> you better pick come on Calling Dr. Love over Detroit Rock City. <laughs> All right. Come on and love me, sir. Thank goodness. That is a travesty that that song no, did not it's make it. Not. It's... <laughs> come on. I will reach for a guitar to play the Come On and Love Me riff before I ever try and do that noodly, syrupy crap and shout it out loud. Now, it has grown on me in concert in recent years, but I think that's just because of duress. All right. I was made for loving you. Duress? Oh. I was made for loving you. Oh. 100,000 years. Ken? <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, I was made for loving you. It was a hit, and you know, a good song, well-written song. But uh, I'll, I'll listen to "Hundred Thousand Years" over over that any day of the week if I have a choice. So, "Hundred Thousand Years," classic, great, cool, kiss song. I just don't even see this even being a thing, um, Lonnie. No. Um... It's hundred thousand years. That's that's what Kiss is supposed to sound like. That's what a Kiss song is supposed to be. Um, I was made for loving you is good, and it, it, it is what it's good for what it is. I guess I should say um, for what they were trying for. But hundred thousand years, man, that song is so freaking good. We sang its praise on here last week when we were talking or a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the first album and how how great it is. So, um, hundred thousand years is is just. It is a classic Kiss song. It's one of the reasons. It's one of those songs I talk about all the time. It's one of those songs. It's like that's one of the reasons why we are Kiss fans. Is because of songs like that. So, hundred thousand years over. Sorry, over I was made. Yeah, just to think that they cut it in half on the end of the road and stuck it <laughs> on the so ass. terrible. They stuck it on the ass end of Psycho Circus. They should have brought back any sense. They should have brought back the revenge prop with the middle finger, mm. except this time pointed it at the audience by doing that sort of shit. All right, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, again, I'm not going to go any long-winded with this. 100,000 Years is definitely a standout. Great song. I've always loved it. One of my favorite parts of the Kiss show in the early days when Gene did the whole blood thing with the 100,000 Years. So going with that. All right. Unanimous. If I put things in the right hat, anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, Spaceman. Two sides of the coin to choose from. Two sides of the coin. Ah. 
Oh, it's fucked. Strutter. Strutter or two sides of the coin. <laughs> Ken. Yeah, two sides of the coin is a pretty good uh, A song. Strutter is a great Kiss song from the first album, first song, great riff, great feel. The whole thing about Strutter is, is really cool. Um, yeah, Strutter's got a, it's going to win for me. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Ace, on that one. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love Two Sides of the Coin, I mean, and that's a, you know, a song that, you know, I think that Ace has every right to hang his hat on and be proud of. Uh, I, that Strutter is a great song. I mean, it's it's such a great opener. It it has everything that again that, that you want in a kiss song. And the funny thing is, if you listen to the 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 version that they did of Kramer, which is much longer and has all those extra parts, this is the one time where I actually have to say that I think the album version is better. I actually think that the editing that they did to it actually works out a bit better than the longer version for it i mean i just i'm so used to that album version that when i heard the kramer eddie kramer version of it that i kind of thought that those parts were almost not needed i could be wrong like maybe don't you don't agree but it almost seemed like those parts were cut for a proper reason so strutter yeah i mean some of the tightening that they did yeah like firehouse when you listen to the bell sound demo of that nothing to lose they all make sense in terms of shaping and finalizing those arrangements because the, the group could be a little bit long-winded unless you've got a third perspective at telling you to, you don't really need that part there. It's superfluous. Yeah. So, um, Lonnie. Yeah. Um, two says the coin's good, but I mean, it it's not fair. You, it doesn't compare to Strutter. Strutter's, I mean, one of the best Kiss songs there is. And um, two sides of the coin is good. Ace is again. Ace is really hitting stride in that time period, cranking out some good songs. But but Strutter, I mean, there, there's a reason it's the first song on the first Kiss album. It's what Kiss is all about. So give me Strutter every day of the week. Yeah, Strutter's Holy Trinity. Voting against Holy Trinity of Kiss songs. Uh uh-uh, uh, not me. All right. <laughs> Not on this podcast right now. Not on this. We do, <laughs> we do things right here. All right. So that's the first yeah. half of the uh, of round three. Um, making Love versus Black Diamond. Black Diamond. Oh, by the way, um, what was it? Mad Dog. How the hell did Mad Dog make it this yeah. far? It beats Don't Touch My mm-hmm. Ascot. Oh. Okay. That was, that was in there. And Boomerang. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, nice. Boomerang. <laughs> boomerang is that bad? There you go. Yeah, so just to, just just yeah. to fact check ourselves as we go along about how some of these questionable picks have made it this far, you can see it's completely legitimate. Um, all right, back to the the recap. Um, talk to me. Can't even remember what that went up against. I have to rewatch the episode. Parasite goes through against Nobody's Perfect. I want you goes through against Ladies Room. Um, Hate is a bit of a shocker going through against yes. the innocent. Lottie. Creatures of the night. Mark. Beats Man, me I stole your love. So you're going to have some answering to do for that. Uh, love gun unanimous. Forever unanimous. Uh, exciter unanimous. Hard times unanimous. Um, turn on the night. 
unanimous. Um, yeah. Mad Dog. Oh, yeah, it lost to King of the Mountain. Um, Come on and love me. Beats shouted out loud. Mm. Mm. Too, That's too another poppy. one. Yeah, Ken's too poppy. No, too poppy. Kiss <laughs> too <laughs> Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Mrs. B, did G, or however you say your uh, that last part of your name. Uh, no, you're never late. You're always on time, and we appreciate you joining us. Um, 100,000 Years versus I Was Made for Loving You. 100,000 Years and Strutter. Wow. I must say I'm shocked at a couple of these, but I'm also not very yeah. surprised because most of the songs coming through at this point are pretty fucking heavy hitting kiss songs and it is only going to get worse mm, when we yes. get into the next round just think of black diamond against detroit rock city i've jinxes it's going to happen oh. now well you know yeah. bark's going to vote against detroit rock city because <laughs> Esrin touched it <laughs> yeah so what we're going to have to do in the next round is make sure we do it on a saturday when daniel's available so that we yeah. can have the full five votes spread mm-hmm. um it's really tough to keep track of everyone's votes in the audience, but you know what? I, I will find a way to make sure the people's votes count as we get into the final rounds on this insane death match. But I guess that's it for now. Um, anyone got anything to add in before we go? No, oh. I'm just saying that it, it, this is, this is going to, I agree. It's going to be tougher as we get on because the songs are all going to be top notch material from here on in, you know? So there'll be that one song that shows up like the crazy uncle. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be one of those persistent warts <laughs> on the ass of the death match. All right. That's it. So we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Uh, but for now from Mark, from Lonnie, Ken and myself, thank you. And we will see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again. Blasphemy.